is up, Blitz Nation? You are back with Jeff. And Brady. Talking All Out Blitz podcast and talking, what week was this, 13? Yep. Talking week 13. Man, what is it a week? Three more weeks left. Stop it. You knock it off. (laughs) Just saying. Oh, man. What a week of football, right? Yeah. A lot of good games to dive into. Upset. A lot of good games. I call this upset weekend. <laughs> it was ridiculous. We had, Every we didn't have any football Thursday, right? We had football Sunday, Monday, and last night Tuesday. Of course, today is Wednesday, December 9th. Yeah. In this crazy year of twenty twenty, um, let's jump into, as we have been, the last couple of weeks, Brady's five fun NFL facts. Random metaphor facts. They're also fun. I enjoy them. Go for it. Do you like learning? I like learning. I'm I all about learning. I, I hate seventh grade. I don't like learning. Yeah, but I like learning fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, number one, a quarterback named Paul Krause or something like that. Paul Krause. Krause has the most interceptions in NFL history at 81. Boom. Krause was good, man. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Number two, um, Don Shula has the most wins as a head coach at 347. Sure does. The GOAT. I don't know what R.I.P. was. R.I.P. Don Shula. Miami Dolphins, uh-huh. only team to go undefeated, baby. Yeah. Don Shula, best of all, greatest of all time. Number three, the first televised football game was in 1939. I was there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Way I, like, off. Uh, what? Say who it was. Um, I just wrote. I just wrote that down. Okay. Um, number four. The Vikings played the very first Christmas game in 1989. Christmas Day. On Christmas. Ooh, man, that's rough. Yeah. Oof. Final one. In 1966, this is probably shock a lot of you. In 1966, the Giants faced the Redskins and lost 72 to 41. The Giants. Lost to the Redskins? 72 to 41 in 1966. That's what, what Giants lost to Redskins, though? Yeah. Oh, that can happen this year with that stud Washington <laughs> football team defense, baby. Washington can beat anyone. That's right, man. Yeah. Let's talk. Awesome. That was the last one? That was the last one. Sweet. Good stuff. That was also the highest score in NFL history was 72. That's awesome. It was a combined total of 130. I'm surprised points. with our boy Patrick Mahomes. They don't put something like that up there. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Before we get into this week, the Chiefs are their Chiefs are, are building this dynasty, right? Yeah. All these amazing football players. They're put they're winning week in, week out. You know what they don't do though? But they never blow anybody out. They don't. Their games are all close for some reason. Besides besides Jets game, they won thirty five to nine. Yeah, but like you know what I mean? Like normally they just they don't they're in these battles all the time. Yeah. I think that's good for them come playoff time. You know, that's mm-hmm. why they, you know, last year, for example, they were down multi-score. 24 nothing In every game last year, including the Super Bowl, they come back to win. Yeah. You just don't see that these days. But uh, just interesting, you know, a little tidbit of info there. Uh, also, um, A.J. Bouye is suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah, along with our boy Will Fuller. Yeah. Same thing, PED suspension. Uh, very similar. I, mean, I don't think it's the same medication, but just very similar. They just took medication and all of a sudden jumped up on the uh, NFL's list. You yeah, know, to be honest with you, if it's not steroids, get it off the stupid list, NFL. 
if it's not steroids, get it off of there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, seriously, you're allowed to know. smoke pot nowadays. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You like, can't you take can medication smoke, your like, doctor prescribes you. Unless it's a, a true performance-enhancing drug like roids, get it off the list. Yeah. You can see it. A.J. Boye isn't knocking people's blocks off right now because he took this medication. It yeah. ain't doing anything. Come on, NFL. Get with the times. Yeah, if you love smoke, but they're not allowed to take prescribed medication. It's pretty exactly. stupid. It's ridiculous. Let's uh, talk week 13. Yeah, week 13 review. No Thursday football because of all the crazy delays due to COVID. And the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game. Yeah. Uh, it started off on Sunday. And it started off with the Jags at the Vikings, where the Vikings pulling off a very slim win, 27-24. We talked about this last week with Jacksonville. We did. They only got one win, I think, right? Yeah, they're like 1-11, I'm pretty sure. But they're in every single game. They are. They are not an easy out. This, when you look at a team with one win, you think it's an easy out, but it's yeah. not. This was like this was like a comeback win for like the Vikings because they were down like most of the game. They were. They were. Which is surprising because uh, it's Vikings. Let's take a look and see what uh, what did our boy Kirk do? Threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Wow. 43. 28 for 43 he was. 65% completion. But, I mean, the Jags went with good old Mike Glennon as quarterback. What's yeah. up? With, why isn't Minshew starting again? He's back. No, no. He's just sitting, he's riding the pine. I don't know what's going on with him. But, of course, Glennon goes 28 for 42, 281 touchdown, two picks. That's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about that game. Um, James Robinson didn't put up 100 yards for the Jags, put up 78. Yeah. You know, I think I think maybe next week, or we're going to have to try to figure this out. We should start, uh, you know, we talk about who we think sometimes who's going to be rookie of the year, offensive, defensive, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. We should get some stuff going here to talk about. Yeah. We'll, we'll make our picks. We'll make the blitz the blitz picks. Kind of rhymes. For offensive and defensive rookies of the year. I know who mine is. For offensive. He plays for the Vikings, doesn't he? Yeah, it's Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying... I love my boy Herbie, though. Yeah, you were talking about that, but just tiny bit we're gonna, spoiler here. We're, we're going to... No, no, don't get to it yet. Right. After this week's game, we're going to talk about it here shortly. That put a hurting on his on his opportunity. Jefferson's, yeah. Jefferson's blowing it up week in and week out. He's filled um, he's filled Stephon Diggs' shoes after he left Minnesota. Definitely, definitely. I think uh, I think James Robinson running back for the Jags needs to be in consideration. Um, and as, get off as, the Jags. Well, well, yeah, but here's the thing: he's he's carrying that team as a rook. I mean, and then also a boy from Washington, Antonio Gibson. They deserve to be in the conversation. Speaking sure. of Antonio Gibson, we don't really he got. Hurt like he's got, after he fits after he faced Pittsburgh, he got like a toe injury or yeah, something. He's like got that. some and really he, painful turf toe, is what they came out with today, and um, I think it's gonna end up sidelining them a couple weeks, if not the rest of the season. Unfortunately, it, it does, man, because he's blowing it up. Yeah. Hey, but at least Washington knows for next year they got a back that they can count on. Yeah, let's talk about this next game because it was an absolute annihilation turned into close game. The Cleveland Brownies took on the Tennessee Titans. And the Browns won this game 41-35. This was... The Browns were... This, this game makes me feel like the Brownies are for real. Yeah. The way that they manhandled the Titans in the first half yeah, is the, like nothing I've ever seen. The first half, it was 31-7 to Browns. 
is like nothing I've ever seen from the Browns. It's not the old Browns, or it's not. No, the Browns and it was Baker throwing the ball. It was the the double headed crazy duo running the ball. It, they had it. They had it going, and that defense was stout. They were locking was, down Derrick Henry. Oh, they crushed Derrick Henry. He couldn't get anything going. Yeah, and like there was something wrong with Derrick Henry because like literally like in this game he's in like he didn't even like try to break tackles. Like I remember seeing like this. I remember seeing like this thing where like he got tackled by like one guy. He ran fifteen times for sixty yards. That's not Derrick Henry. No, and you know we were talking because we were watching this game, and you know, and I'm sure a lot of you have probably picked this up as well. But Derrick Henry, he's super tall, right, for a running back. He's a big dude. He is. He's very tall, very thick. And the the crazy killer feature of him is his speed for that size. Yeah. The thing with Derrick Henry, though, is he runs tall. Yeah. He, he doesn't crouch. He doesn't lower his shoulder much. He just <laughs> runs very up straight, and that's it. So if you can get him, you can get him down. And the Browns just showed, like, we're not afraid to go shoulder to shoulder with you. We're going to take you out. Yeah. And they did. I don't know. So, something was up. Something was weird. But pretty, I, I really noticed that this week where he really runs tall. He doesn't get down and put that shoulder down to go through I'm people. I'm pretty sure if Browns win, like, the next game or, like, if they win, if Browns win, like, two more games, they've, like, locked up a playoff spot then. Yeah, it's, I think it's actually this week. If they win this week. They've locked up a playoff spot then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you don't see Derek lower a shoulder for being such a big dude. He breaks a ton of tackles, but I think it's just because he's so big. Yeah. But he, does, he doesn't lower a shoulder, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Next um, game. No, let's talk about this one for a second. Um, boys Chubb and Hunt ran for over 100 yards again together. Chubb, of Baker course, had a game. Of course, had the most. So I was just going to get to Baker. Uh, four touchdowns, 76% completion percentage, 334 yards. You don't see Baker doing stuff like that. No, but that was a legit game from Baker Mayfield right there. That was... Like you say, sometimes everyone has their games, and sometimes they don't. But they showed up against a good Tennessee Titans team. That, that put a, a knocking on them pretty good. That might knock Tennessee out of contention here with the tough AFC matchups they got going on. Who's who's in their division? Pittsburgh. She, or, or division? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Colts. Eh. Colts are better than Tennessee right now. Yeah. Um, Next game. Let's do it. Bengals. Bengals. I miss Joe Burrow. Yeah. He lit a fire on that team. Uh, they took on the Miami Dolphins. Tua was back. Yeah, Tua yeah, was yeah. back. No more Beardo, uh, other than cheering on the sidelines. Uh, Dolphins won this, 19-7. Yeah, not really the, like, I feel like it's kind. Of, it's like the kind of game you expected. Like, you didn't expect it to be like a high-scoring game. No. You want, you want to know what it was, though? Tua, Tua threw... 296 and a touchdown, no picks, 67% completion. Not terrible. Not yeah, bad. Good. Not bad, right? Uh, but, of course, you were going against Ryan Findlay and Brandon Allen on the other side. Yeah. Eh. Joey could have Joey could have done a lot better. Um, not much to say, to be honest. Let me tell you something, though. I don't know. I don't even know who the D.C. is, but the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, dude, he's got those guys playing. Yeah. Because that defense, I mean, <clears throat> what was it? Seven sacks against the Bengals. Imagine it feels our defensive coordinator. <laughs> I don't know what would happen. <laughs> we'd, have it, we'd have a chance. They had one, or uh, the defense had a touchdown, by the way. It was a pick six by Byron Jones. Two interceptions, seven sacks. 
Yeah. That won the football game right there. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. That defense is legit. I love watching that defense. Big win for the Dolphins, though. Other than that. They got a tough game coming up this week against the Chiefs. We'll talk about that. Next game. That's going to be tough to choose. Next game. Wow. Is all I'm going to say. Wow. The Las Vegas Raiders took on the New York Jets and almost lost. Raiders won this 31-28 thanks to. The Jets are putting a bad rap to our name. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks to the Jets. Calling an all-out blitz. And defensive coordinator. What's his name? Uh, Greg. Uh, Greg Olson. Not Greg Olson. I can't remember his name anymore because he got fired the day after. Yeah. What's his name? He used to, he used to be the DC for the Saints back in the day and the targeting days. All but yeah, you, you were talking to me about this and you're like, after one bad play, he gets fired. But the head coach. Yeah, but Adam Gase is still there. After like an 0-13 start. So it's, it's end of the game, final play. The Jets call an all-out blitz. Legit. Yeah. All-out blitz. Derek Carr tosses it up to Ruggs, I think. Touchdown. Game over. Yeah. And I remember... Uh, Ridiculous. After, I remember after hearing, like, a, like a post-game interview or something, that, like, Adam Gase, like, he, like, he heard, like, the play was going to be all up blitz, and he wanted to change it, but Derek already liked the ball. Yeah. And it was. It was Greg Williams. I thought so. But, yeah. He used to, he used to coach the Saints and, with the Browns as well. Oh. Um, <clears throat> Raiders squeaked out, man. That Jets almost out. had their first win. They the did. Jets were beating They're them. They're closer. And all of a sudden, the Raiders come back, and they win, and then the Jets go up again, and then it's like, man, 45 seconds left. The Jets are going to pull out this win. And then they, they rush eight to go after yeah. to go after Derek Carr. He sees it and just tosses it right up in the air. That, right corner, in, oh, that, was, that corner that was like covering rugs, he got burned on that. He did. Well, it's hard not to get burned by rugs. I'm pretty sure like he just kind of like rugs. He kind of like he went up, juke back in, then juke back out, and then just took off. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Craziness though. Jets almost get the first win, but they are still completely defeated. And that was like a, that was like a 40 yard touchdown too. Yeah, it was. It wasn't just a little dinker. No, a little dinker. Dinker. Next uh, game. Next game. Saints. Falcons. Closer. Falcons drop another one to the Saints, 21 to 16. We almost won this actually. You know, I'm not going to talk about it with this game. I'm going to talk. It has partially to do with it, not because I'm a Falcons fan, but in other games this weekend, like the Pittsburgh game, like the game last night with the Cowboys, referees are bad. Same with the Niners and Bills game. Yes. Referees have been, I mean, this season's been tough, I think, you know, for players, for refs, for everybody. But this weekend specifically, in so many games, I saw game-altering calls. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, like, on the last play that was in, like, the Falcons game, there should have been, like, a pass interference call on Julio Jones that didn't get called. Easily pass interference on Julio on the final Hail Mary of the game, which would have put the Falcons at the one to put Gurley in and slam that thing in. Yeah. And they likely would have won. Now, we don't know for sure. And it, and it is what it is. It's a loss, okay? But there are so many calls. See, that one wasn't called. Yeah. But I saw so many phantom calls this weekend. Yeah, there were, like, so many, like, games. It was terrible. Calls. It was so bad. Um, but sure this, was, this actually, was another one, though. I'm pretty sure the Bills actually got, like, a bogus defensive pass interference call, and they still oh, won. That was terrible, wasn't it? That was. I mean, it was so – it was one of the cleanest – 
knockaways by a by a corner I think I've ever seen, and they call pass and didn't even touch the guy. You can see his hand go up and just swat the ball. Yeah, and his, they call pass interference. His elbow probably like nipped his helmet. His oh, was helmet like that. Oh my gosh, man. Anyway, Saints get another win under running back Taysom Hill uh, <laughs> before Drew disagree. Brees comes back. Drew Brees is starting to practice a little bit, but it's he's likely he not going to be like back. Week 15. Yeah, not, not back till about week 15 or so. Um, oh, Saints win next game. Next game, Lions took on the Bears. Double. And my boy, my boy. Maddie Stafford gets a win, thirty four thirty without head coach that Matt Patricia. That was a comeback right there. Yeah, to the Lions to win at thirty four thirty. Yeah, Maddie had a pretty good game, man. He threw three touchdowns, one pick, sixty five percent completion though, nine point six yards an attempt, over four hundred yards. Wow. And then of course he went against Mitchell, who threw for two sixty seven and a touchdown, seventy six and a half percent completion percentage. That was pretty. Pretty legit. Now, Swifty wasn't back. No, he was out. Swifty's he's cleared the concussion protocol, but then he got sick. Not yeah. with COVID. He got, like, flu or something. But he was tested. No no COVID for, for Swifty. But, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure he, like, he's listed as, like, questionable anyways. Yeah, he's just sick. But uh, he should be back. He should be back. Um, David Montgomery had a good game. 72 yards, two touchdowns. Lots of good stuff going on here. There's not really that much stuff to discuss for some no. reason. Day. That's all right. That's all right, man. It was. I'll tell you what. It was a good weekend of football, though. Well, it was a great weekend. They were. Of I mean, they were great. You see these games. Most of them are really tight, and that's what you want. It's competitive games, like this next game, division matchup. Indy Colts took on the Texans. Colts won at twenty six twenty. Yeah. Philly. Philly getting it done with two eighty five and two touchdowns. I don't even know what to say about him anymore. Deshaun Watson threw a pick, no touchdowns. How's Deshaun Watson not throw a touchdown? Because Fuller isn't there. I know, but I mean, all I got is Cooks. It's hard. I'm gonna have to. I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna be able to start Cooks in my league anymore, my fantasy league anymore. If they don't got Fuller to draw that coverage away, Cooks is gonna get. <laughs> he's gonna get like doubled, and he's not gonna get anything. Yeah. So there you go, fantasy tip, guys, gals, everybody listening. Probably don't don't play Brandon Cooks. He's not going to get much. Kiki Cutie or whatever his name is. Kiki the Texans. Uh, yeah. He he had a game. Yeah, he had a pretty good game there. It was funny. I mean, Deshaun threw for three forty one. What did what did what did Cutie have? Cutie had what did he have for yards? Where's he at? One hundred forty one yards. Brandon Cooks at sixty five. Sure. Whoever Chad Hansen is had one hundred and one yards receiving. Right, tight end. Nope, wide receiver. He's probably like the fourth stringer. Crazy. You know who had a game? Who? First one in a long time. My boy T.Y. T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, he hasn't, been doing, he hasn't been doing that much this season. 110 yards, touchdown. Best game he had all year. Easy. That's pretty sad to say. Not even close. Hey, hey, got to come out sometime. May as well be against <laughs> it's division. week 13. May as well be a division rival. It's week 13. Speaking of division rivals, next game, Rams, Cardinals. Rams killed him. Yeah. 38-28. You Cardinals, might say they didn't kill him. That's 10 points, but that's a good Cardinals football team. I think Cardinals are losing their mojo to win. I think so, too. Fitzy's, Fitzy's back. Fitzy missed another game because of COVID. He's back, though. He's off the list. Yeah, Cardinals, I want to see what they could look like this week with him back in the lineup. Cardinals lost twice in a row. They lost to the Patriots, then they lose to the Rams. Yeah. 
Rams one, I it was I, I kind of expected that. Yeah. Patriots one, I didn't. But Fitzy's back. I want to see what that's going to do for this team. I know. Goff, I mean, threw for three fifty one in a touchdown. Nothing yeah. crazy. Kyler th- only threw for one hundred and seventy three yards, but he had three touchdowns and a pick. Wow. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Good job, Kyler. Um, big win for the Rams, though, especially in that crazy NFC West. Yeah, crazy. What that was crazy. Spe- speaking of NFC West, let's talk about <laughs> upset number one of the week: the New York Giants taking on the NFC West Seattle Seahawks. Giants won this game seventeen to twelve. I gotta say, this was probably one of the most boring games I've seen all season. It was pretty rough. The game started out in like the third quarter, six to five Giants. That's <laughs> pretty awesome. Like Seattle had like a safety and like you know a field goal. What? At one time, the score was five nothing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Five. That's like a baseball score. Yeah. Rusty Russ looked pretty rusty. Rusty Russ. I'll tell you what, that defense, Giants defense though, looked really good. Seattle defense did not. No. The the Giants defense looked really really. By the cohesive. way, DK Metcalf killed team. someone on the field with a stiff arm. <laughs> he, he tossed him. That was a choke slam, man. Yeah, the, like there was, was awesome. some guy. It might have been James Bradbury. I'm not sure though. Who was like he was covering DK and DK he just stiffed his arm. He like he just did a stiff arm. He like he like like has like his hand on his chest and just like shoved them. It to was the like ground. the Undertaker thing, like where you just Lift pick him up, up and then boom. Down. It was awesome. Speaking of Rusty Rust though. When it's, it ha- has it's, Russ ever been this bad? I don't it's know. been a long time, but he went 27 for or 27 for 43, 263, one touchdown, and one pick. He lost to Colt McCoy, who threw for 105 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That's sad. That's a rough game. I mean, that's a defensive game if you think about it. But I could have sworn Seattle's defense was better than the Giants last time I checked. Yeah, I know. I still wanted fantasy with them as my starting defense. So what about that big Jamal Adams trade? Was that worth it? Earlier, earlier this season, yes. Doesn't look like it right now, does it? Well, before before he got injured, yes, it was. I mean, my goodness, this was a t- this was a t- this, I bet this had to be a really tough pill for the Seahawks to swallow. Yeah, I mean this that's tough, right? That you lose the NFC East team and you're supposed to be a legit contender in the NFC West. I'm pretty sure the Rams and Seahawks actually had the same. It's like thing or whatever. Same, the same record? record? You think? That might be both eight and four. Let's see what we got here. Let's take a look while we're while we're chatting about it. I Rams think... Rams are eight and four. Cardinals are six and six. Seattle's eight and four too, yeah. Yep, they are. That's interesting. Oh boy, that is tough though, man. That's weird. Is that if like if the Ram if the Rams lost and the Cardinals won, Seattle would still be leading that division. <laughs> You know, when you look at how great the Cardinals played there in that one that stretch of the season for a couple of weeks or whatever, Bills. But if you if you look at it though, if they didn't catch the Hale Murray, yeah, they'd be five and seven. Wow, weird. Like if you look at that five and seven, here's some other teams that are five and seven: the Giants, the Bears. Posers. Washington, the Niners, the Lions. I was going to describe each team, but you're going too fast. The Lions. That means the Cardinals or the Lions are like the same team. That's pretty sad because the Lions are never good. Washington football team. I feel like this kind of. I feel like this kind of just proves that like D Hop. It was it was a good trade, but it wasn't really that much. 
I think it was great for them long term because you got to play with Fitz, right? And you're and you're given some and you, you got legend Christian like Kirk is there. He's been balling out this year. Yeah. So Kyler. But it's 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 well, and that's the thing. I, that's the whole point of it, right? You're gonna have Kyler and D Hop grow old together in Arizona. Uh, that's number one. You know what I mean? Like they have the legit yeah. number one, the generational number ones now. Yeah. Next game was probably, I don't want to say the biggest blowout because it definitely was not, but it was a blowout. It was the Packers, Eagles. Packers won this 30 oh, to yeah, 16. It, was, it wasn't the biggest blowout. They just annihilated the Eagles, though. Like to the point of Carson Wentz got benched. Jalen Hurts came into play. Jalen Hurts is also now the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz, not even, we heard on the radio today and we were, we were driving on Sirius, we were listening. Yeah. Doug Peterson had a presser today and didn't even mention he's he, not even sure if Carson's going to be the backup or if they're going to give him time off. Yeah, so that pretty that's much tough. means that he might not even be with Philly next year. So we'll see. There's not much to say about this game. The Packers easily manhandled the Eagles. Want to know something? I bet if Carson Wentz does become a free agent, I bet either the Giants or the Jags sign him. Giants or Jags? I could see him in the Jags. Yeah. Although I don't know if that can happen because when Nick Foles left the Eagles, he went to the Jags. Carson Wentz is always sitting in Nick Foles's shadow because Foles won that Super Bowl. Could go the to the Eagles. Jets because I'm. St- I'm st- Jets are taking Trevor Lawrence. No, I'm. I'm having second thoughts that Jets aren't taking Trevor Lawrence. I think they're gonna just because he fell like whenever he was like sick or hurt or whatever. He fell like three spots in like Heisman. I did, but I think yeah, but that's just the Heisman. That's that's the Heisman goes on on how well you play. If you're not playing, you're not going to be in it. So I, I still think Trevor Lawrence is going to be their guy. I The Jets need to get rid of Adam Gase, period. They do. Like, I, they need an overhaul here. I want to say something. Please if the, do. If the Jets if the Jets keep if the Jets keep Adam Gase they're more than likely not going to get a win next year or only, like, one. I want to see if they decide to keep Adam Gase and Trevor Lawrence goes, I'm going to stay in college for another year. <laughs> just, yeah. Just skip the draft. Um, anyway, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams tore up the Eagles hard. Um, Aaron Jones had, like, a beast mode run. Oh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. That was a nice run. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a, more like a sixty yarder, maybe and broke a whole bunch of tackles. Yeah. Uh, next game was the biggest blowout of the weekend. Patriots, the Chargers, Patriots win forty five to nothing. That's a killer. I feel so bad for my boy. And Herbie. then to continue what I was saying earlier, like you said when we were walking the one day, that this hurts. Um, this probably hurt Herbert's reputation of becoming offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, he 40, 49% completion percentage, 26 for 53, 3.9 yards per attempt only, no touchdowns, two picks. Now, he's a rookie, and he's a QB, but he, was but like, he has never had a game like this before. No, because like he was like he was always looking like he was like doing his best out there. On the He'd field. throw three hundred. He probably was doing his best here, but somehow that Patriots defense just locked everybody down. And that's unfortunate when you got people like Eckler and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. How does that happen? I don't know. I think part of it's coaching as well, which I think the coaching staff for the Chargers is going to get swapped out in the offseason. But I, I think this game alone hurt his his status for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, K 
Cam had a had a had a had a I don't even know what kind of game. The regular Cam Newton game. Well, I don't I don't really know to be honest with you because so Cam Newton and Stidham both played in this game. Yeah. Okay. Together, they threw for 130 yards and two touchdowns. How does that happen? How do you win 45 nothing and only throw for 130 yards? The rushing game must have done something then. Total, 165 yards. That means there's 300, 295 yards of total offense, and you won 45 nothing. That just proves how bad the Chargers' defense is. I mean, that is... The Chargers, that's embarrassing, actually. I, you know what? I might go on record to say, and you'll probably disagree with me, Chargers' defense is probably the second worst defense in the NFL. It's pretty bad. With and, It's in the top five worst defenses in the NFL. It is, if for sure. And it's it's hard to imagine because they do have a lot of really good players. They're got, just they're not like, they're not playing well together. I don't understand what's happening. You got like Joey Bosa, you got the guy who came from the Broncos, safety or something. Uh, Chris Harris. Chris Harris. And then Melvin Ingram. No Mel, yeah, Melvin Ingram. Like, He's been got, out, like, I think. Yeah, but like even like with him though, like you still have like a, like a what sounds like a stacked defense, and you, so you still can't even do good. So let's let's run this down quick. You got Joey Bosa, you got Casey Hayward, you got some rookies in uh, Kenneth Murray, stud linebacker. Um, you got Adderley back there, Nasir Adderley. You got Linval Joseph at nose tackle. Chris Harris, Melvin Ingram is out, but I mean. Like like I said, like with all That's those people, crazy. like with all those people, and you still get blown out forty five to nothing. Yeah, I mean, and like I feel like the only way they'd be able to get a win is if, if they just face the Jets each week. And that's the thing is this this Patriots defense. I mean, three total sacks, right? They hit the QB nine times, thirteen hurries, no pick sixes, no. They had two picks, right? But they, no pick sixes. The Chargers uh, did have a chance to get on the board with three points, but it was like a block to like 40, 50-yard field goal. That's ridiculous. That Devin McCourty scooped up and took back for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, that's um, a defense touchdown. Next game. What game is it? This was tight, and I don't even know why or how, but it was Sunday night, Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs won this 22-16. to 16. So, yeah, the like, Broncos were winning at one point. Yeah, they were. And when it was something else, another one of Tyreek Hill's touchdowns gets called back because of holding on the offense. Again. And there was going to be a flag because at the end of the play, he did do a backflip into the end zone, but they just said there was no flag on that. Here's here's an interesting. Here's So they only scored 22 points. Mahomes threw 25 for 40, 318, and a touchdown. No picks. That's a pretty – that's a good stat line. Yeah. When you look at uh, receiving, though, you had Kelsey with 136 yards. Yeah. Tyreek only had 58 yards. Yeah, I don't like. I, this was just this was just one of those like off chief games. The Broncos are sticking tough with some teams right now, though, which is weird. As they are four and eight. Yeah. <laughs> They're sticking tight, but. Uh. Drew Locke, two touchdowns, two picks, 151 yards. Not a great game from him. But, yeah. like, yeah, it's crazy, man. I, this game was super close, and I did not expect it to be. There was, I mean, because look at the whooping the Chiefs put on the Bucks the week before. Yeah, no, they I mean, Tyreek well, was running all over the place. 
That that game was kind of like a close game too, though. I, that, well, again, Chiefs not a blowout, but it was easily handled from the beginning. Yeah, but it was close at the end. Get it? But yeah, they they win these close games like this, one score. You know, that's just what they do. I feel like next week against the Dolphins, they, like even then they might still not like if they. Yeah, but that Dolphins defense is legit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's that's not what like I mean. Denver here. Yeah, and somehow Dolphins the are much, put up like 20 points or something like Dolphins that. Dolphins defense is much better. But you wait and see. Our boy That's our boy, be, enemy and Andy Reid, they're going to have something ready for the Dolphins defense. It's going to be hard to choose next week between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I know, it's going to be a tough one. Let's talk, about, let's talk about the best game of the week. Ah. The Washington football team. I want to talk about it. Uh-huh. Went into Heinz Field to play the Pittsburgh Steelers and delivered the first loss. Pittsburgh's no longer undefeated. Washington won this 23-17. Outside of our extreme happiness that Pittsburgh lost, this was a good football game. It was. This was hard-nosed, old-school, defense against defense. Like, whoever has the strongest opportunity at the end is going to win this game, and Washington won. And, like, this wasn't, like, this wasn't, like, a game of, like, flags either. Like, Washington was, like, having, like, some completed, like, deep passes. Alex Smith is a legit starter once again. Yeah. I loved seeing him play this. He's got so much toughness, dude. And that's not even, not even going with his surgeries and everything he's been through the last couple of years. Oh, and by the way, and by the way, his casual bleeding from his ankle. Yeah, it was a gusher. That That was weird. That was tough. Yeah. Uh... No, I, I could not be happier for the comeback player of the year, Alex Smith. And Ron Rivera. And cancer beating Ron Rivera. Yeah, like I, to- I, was, I-, I told you last night, like or whenever we, uh, Pittsburgh game ended, I told you. Monday night, yeah. I told you he's two for two now. He beat cancer and he beat the undefeated Steelers. <laughs> and I, bet I, was- he, I bet he's happier about the first one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would be too. But I even even when Rivera was the coach of the Panthers, there's something about that guy that exudes confidence that just makes you appreciate and respect the the, the man of Ron Rivera. I also I also told you if there is a coach that beats Pittsburgh Steelers, it needs to be Ron Rivera. It does. It does. And it was. I just yeah. I I am so just elated that it was Ron Rivera and Alex Smith that got the job done. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that the Steelers got the undefeated monkey off their back. They got yeah. that title. It's it's gone now. That stress of doing that. And this happens when a team goes 10-0, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are they going to go on all that chatter? Especially when you're the last one. But that is So is that going to, like, elevate them and push them now? I yeah, don't know what we're going to see. I remember, he- I remember hearing you talking earlier that, like, I feel like if they were like undefeated, they would have like this stress of like like can we like can we do it? Can yeah. we like can we win? Like, but yep. now since the now since they'll at least be like fifteen and one now, they won't have like that much pressure. Yeah, I, I don't care what anybody says. Alex Smith, though, absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, if anybody else is even in the conversation, it's bogus comeback player of the year. Yeah, plain and simple. Somehow and, he's not going to get it. And sucks. such an amazing job by that Washington defense to just smother everybody on the field on that last that last series yeah but great great job by washington football team taking out the stillers we were so happy that was great uh next game was the late game on monday night was the buffalo bills at the san francisco 49ers however they didn't play in san francisco they played in arizona yeah 
Bills won 34-24. Absolutely did. Josh Allen for MVP. He's got my vote. Thank. I, 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 he has my vote. <sighs> I know what? people are saying Aaron Rodgers. People are saying Patrick Mahomes. Some people are saying Kyler Murray. I'm, gonna, I'm taking Josh Allen. I'm going to agree with you with Josh Allen as MVP. And my original one, if, if Josh Allen is an MVP, it's going to be Kyler. I don't know. I, the, the big talk is around Rodgers and Mahomes. Really? Yeah. The Rodgers right or the Patrick Price? I don't really care. <laughs> I'm going to take the gunslinger at the Allen Alamo, Josh Allen, <laughs> because this dude is fearless. He is a here, here's here's I've a mix him. of he, old, he trucks people, he hurdles people, old he does school all that quarterbacks. Stuff. Okay, if I had to combine, you know, it, it I couldn't even combine two. I'd have to combine three old school quarterbacks to get Josh Allen. You want to know who they are? I guess I have to say yes. Bills great Jim Kelly, Broncos great John Elway, and Brett Favre. Those three quarterbacks make up Josh Allen. Is Dan Marino fourth? No, I'm just saying by his <laughs> by his attitude, by how he yeah. plays the game, it to me it's those three quarterbacks wrapped up in one, and that's how you get Josh Allen. Yeah, the Josh guts, Allen's... the heart, the absolute cannon of an arm, the accuracy. It's just it's unbelievable to watch him play football. Like I said, he trucks people, he hurdles people. Like if I could here's here, I'll I'll make this stat and I'm gonna make it very clear. And it's my personal opinion. If I had to build a team and I couldn't have Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback, Josh, Josh Allen's number two. Number two. And yeah. it's a tight race. I yeah. mean, it is paper thin on how close it is that I think the two of them are. And I am ecstatic to be able to watch them for the next decade. I think play. I think next year when we do fantasy draft, like in our league, I'm going to choose Josh Allen instead of Mahomes. He is just, there's something about that kid. And I love watching him play football. Yeah. Um, big win though for for Buffalo, sticking in the AFC, definitely in the playoff spot without yeah. a shadow of a doubt with the way they're playing. Their defense needs a little work. Their defense really yeah. needs to step it up. And if they can move up to the next level, this team is going to be real trouble in the postseason. Yeah. All right, next and final game. Final game the last Tuesday, night. The Tuesday the Tuesday night game. The Baltimore Ravens. Against the Dallas Cowboys, Ravens win thirty-four to seventeen. Earlier before the game, um, Des Bryant says he, um, oh, he got added onto the COVID list. He he was he was on the practice field. He was on the field warming he up. He was on the field warming up. They then, came and pulled him. Yeah, and then he got added to the COVID list. And then later on Twitter, he said he's going to be done for the season. Yeah, he's the stress of it. I think got to him. Yeah. Just just the fact that he was on the he was in the locker room with the guys. On the field warming up, they come pull him and say, you tested positive. Yeah. And then they did another test, a rapid one, came back positive again. So he has it, unfortunately. I feel bad for you, dude. Dez, man, I feel for you. I have no idea what you're going through because I'm not an NFL football player, but to be able to work through what you've been through the last couple of years, finally get picked up on a squad again, finally get pulled onto the starting lineup again, and now this garbage, man, I feel for you. It's terrible. I hope he does at least play like one more game. I hope he comes career. back. I hope he. I hope he. That was just kind of. I do too. I hope that was just feelings. Just like at a the moment, bit of like a setback. Then he just comes in. And because uh, I mean, he'll be back in a week or two. You know, if he's if he's good, you know, and yeah. um, I don't know. I I hope he does come back. I, I think he's a 
I think he got a bad rap for a lot of stuff in Dallas, yeah. you know, but I think he's a real good dude. And uh, he's like I, a, I he's like he a back. great wide receiver on top of that when he was with Dallas. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. But a big win for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Lamar running all over the place. That I mean, what was it? 300 yards, I think. 300 and some yards total yeah. rushing for Baltimore over Dallas's defense. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. So that concludes week 13. We're going to be back tomorrow to talk week 14, but a couple more things before we close out this episode. We have league leaders yes. through 13 weeks in the 2020 NFL season. Let's start off with passers, quarterbacks. Let's go with yards. Yes. Top five, Patrick Mahomes, 38-15. Deshaun Watson, number two, with 3,542 yards. Russell Wilson, before he got rusty, 34-79, number three. Matt Ryan, number four, with 34-36. And what do you know? Josh Allen, number five, 3403. Weird. Matt Ryan did better than Josh Allen. That was just yards. Too bad Atlanta can't score touchdowns. That's why our boy Young Way Koo is the league leader of scoring. Um, He's also NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Or special, NFC teams. special Teams Player of the Month. Yep. Special Way Teams Koo. Player of the Month Young of Way November. Koo. Oh, Atlanta Falcons kicker. Young Way Koo. Uh, anyway, league leaders, quarterbacks, touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers leads it with 36. Russell Wilson with 32, Mahomes with 31, Tom Brady with 28, Ben Roethlisberger with 27. And by the way, it's not Russell Wilson, it's Rusty Russ. Rusty Russ. Rusty also Russ. tied for sixth, let's just say it, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, and Josh Allen with 26. Nice. Interceptions. Nice. Who's the league leader in interceptions? Carson Wentz with 15. Yeah. Drew Locke with 13. Kirk Cousins with 12. A two-way tie for fourth with Rusty Russ and Tom Brady with 11. And then a tie for six between Kyler Murray and Jared Goff with 10. Sweet. Josh Allen is eight. Tied for 15th. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's do receiving. Yay. Receiving yards. Who's the yard? Who do you think you got? Mm, receiving. Oh, close. Number one, DK Metcalf. Star scream. Yeah. 1,119 yards. Number two, Tyreek Hill. I knew it. 1,079 yards, all thanks to last week when we had 200 yards in the first half. Number three, potential offensive rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. 1,039 yards, only 40 yards behind Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Number four, Stephon Diggs. Wow. Two yards behind Justin Jefferson with 1,037 yards. Nice. Number five, Devontae Adams, 1,029. Uh, touchdowns. So, who leads touchdowns, you think? Uh, you, just asked, you just asked Siri that last night, I think. Yeah. I was like an NFL history, though. It was a tie. Oh, it's Tyreek Hill and... Devontae uh, Adams. Devontae Adams. With 13. Uh, third, Adam Thielen, 12 touchdowns. Fourth, Mike Evans with 11. That's interesting. Number five, DK Metcalf with nine. Cool. We also have background noise. Apologies, folks. Yeah. Uh, rushing grades. Who's the rushing yard leader? Dump Cook. The dump truck. Derek dump truck Henry Derek. Henry with 1,322 yards. Number two, Dalvin Cook with 1,250. Number three, my potential offensive rookie of the year, Zach Moss. James Robinson from the Jags with 968. Number four, Rojo with 820. Number five, my boy, Nick Chubb, 799. 
Chib. Who's the touchdown leader, by the way? Derek. Dump Dalvin truck. Cook wow. with 13 and dump truck Derek with dump 12. Derek. Number three, sad. Antonio Gibson, 11 touchdowns. Number four is a three-way tie between Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, and Josh Jacobs with nine. Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese, he says. Ridiculous. Yes. Um, last segment. Yeah. Players of the week. Players of the week. NFC, AFC, who? Uh, let me think. NFC. NFC, special teams player of the week. Kicker from the Washington football team, Dustin Hopkins. Three for three on field goals, two for two on PATs, and 11 points. NFC Defensive Player of the Week. We thought it was going to be somebody from Washington, but it's not. It is the New York Giants defensive lineman, Leonard Williams, with three tackles, two and a half sacks, and two tackles for loss. That's right. They should have been Montez Sweat. I agree. It was pretty ridiculous. NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Quarterback from the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. 73.5% completion percentage, 295 yards, three touchdowns, passer rating, 128.9 all over. I know AFC Offensive Player the person is. You're not saying anything. I know it is. AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Punt returner, kick returner from the New England Patriots, Gunnar Olszewski. Three punt returns, 145 yards, and oh yeah, don't forget that 70-yard punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. AFC Defensive Player of the Week linebacker from the Miami Dolphins, ex-New England Patriot Kyle Van Noy. This is a stat line, dude. Eight tackles, five tackles for loss, three sacks, and one pass defended. And last but not least... Soon to be 2020 NFL MVP quarterback from the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. 80% completion percentage, 375 yards, four touchdowns, 139.1 passer rating. Not going to lie, that's not who I was thinking. I was thinking Baker. Josh Allen's always better than the Baker. It's always better. I just thought this week Baker probably would have (laughs) won. Those are the players of the week. Players of the week. And as Brady said, Youngway Koo, kicker for the Atlanta Falcons, NFC Special Teams Player of the Month for November, also the league leader of all scoring. Yeah, better than Hot Rod Rodrigo. Hot Rod. I love Hot Rod, man. He's my it's old. because he came from Georgia. He's my bulldog. Um, that about wraps it up, folks. Week yeah. 13 review here at the All Out Blitz podcast. We'll be back here tomorrow talking week 14. Yes. Making our picks, talking about picks. some fun stuff. Fun Hope stuff. you all have a great Peace. night, and we'll be back here tomorrow. Yeah. Peace. Peace out.